We would like to welcome you in to another episode of Not Too Preachy. This is episode number four, a place where you can be inspired, informed, comforted, and convicted from the Word of God, just not too preachy. I'm JB, and I'm your host today, but let's go ahead and get in. Tonight is a very special night. I want to bring um, to the table somebody that's very special to me. She is um, she is the sugar in my coffee. Um, she um, she really just makes everything taste better. I want to bring my best friend, my wife, to the table. Everybody introducing to some and presenting to others, Mrs. Deadrian Hudson Brown. Y'all give her a clap. Well, welcome in, baby. Welcome in. Glad to have you. All right, Wrong adapt. Bad. Not too cold. Good to see y'all. Not too preachy. Good to have you. Uh, uh, let's, let's go ahead and um, get started. Um, first of all, you wanted to start out with a shout out, if you don't mind. Yeah. Go ahead. I want to shout out to all the people that have autism and all their caretakers, because it is Autism Awareness Month. Uh, they tried to do it down to Autism Awareness Day, but we're going to take the whole month. It's Autism Awareness Day. It's Autism Awareness Month, so shout out to everybody that lives with autism and take care of somebody with autism. I love somebody with autism, so shout out to them. Um, to Jordy, who's the... Uh, yeah. I've, known, I've known the longest, and a special shout out to one of the students that helped with autism, um, my autism awareness video, he read a book for me. Wow, wow. And his name is Nick Pena, and he's a rock star. Rock star. So, uh, that's my shout out. Good deal, good deal. And that's why we're wearing blue tonight. That's right. That's why we're wearing blue tonight, and since it's autism month, I guess it'd be apropos for me to wear blue next week. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right, good deal. So that's why we're if wearing blue. you have a blue, blue light bulb. Maybe I'll right put on. a little blue light on the, on the situation. Uh, but a great deal. I, I've, I've served and worked with students that have uh, autism. I remember we have a kid uh, that was in our warrior program mm -hmm. uh, that has autism, oh, yeah. and he is working. Uh, Willie. Willie yeah, was his I name. Remember. Willie was his I name. Remember. Yeah. Uh, great kid. Great kid. Uh, so let's let's talk to you for a second. I, I want the people I to get know. to know you. So, get to know me. <laughs> the hat, the hat. Y'all see the hat, huh? <laughs> yeah. I so uh, I ain't trying to hug. I'm just resting my arm. I got you. I got you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm married to you. Hey, hallelujah hey, to the Lamb. Yeah, play, pray for me. Yes, Don't indeed. play for me, pray for me. Okay, come on. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, I'm a speech language pathologist, only child. Um, I love the Lord, and um, that's it. That's all it is. I mean, you know, working. I work. You work, yes. I work. Amen. Amen. Let's let it be known. That I have offered the option to be a stay-at-home mom. Um, she didn't take me up on that offer. She didn't take me up on that offer. Because um, the problem is that, uh, I don't think it's a problem. We just have to change residences. And so, um, uh, the, right now, we're required to have uh, two incomes or one very good income. And that's just not where we are in life just yet. This but you, it's, but it's still, it's still the offer is still available. You can be a stay-at-home mom. Okay. This gonna be, this gonna go from not too preachy to 
It's gonna go real bad. Oh, here we yeah, go. It's gone. Here we go. Lord, here we thank go. you. Okay, so let's 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 move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Tell me, um, what do you believe to be your your gift to the ministry, your God given gift? To the ministry. To the ministry. To the kingdom. Like what is what do you have to offer the kingdom? What do you? Have to... <laughs> oh God. Lord, have mercy. Oh goodness gracious. Have mer nah, I don't know. Uh, I think I'm still discovering what I had offered to the kingdom. Um, what I've enjoyed the most yes. is working with little children. Um, and teaching them um, lessons as far as, um, you know, Sunday school. I've been a Sunday school teacher for two and three-year-olds. Yes. And so I've thoroughly enjoyed that, breaking the um, the word down to its most basic um, so that a two-year-old can understand. And that actually requires a lot of work it, sometimes. It, it, it does. What, what kind of work uh, have you found that goes into preparing to teach a two- or three-year-old something about the Lord and his Christ? Um, first of all, you got to pray about it. Sure. Be willing to, um, go in and just, um, be open to whatever the kids direct you to go. Cause you may want to go one way, but their understanding may be something totally different. Sure. And so you have to be knowledgeable about the word. So, um, so be able to give them the answers and understand it at its most basic part. And you don't have to use a lot of fancy words because that's too much. So, um, just, just using... You know, just being knowledgeable about the word and um, being able to adjust at the drop of a dime, because there's no telling what the children are gonna say. And um, can, can I can I can I interrupt you for a second? You I'm kind of put you on. I, I did just interrupt okay, you. Go ahead. But I'm, yeah, I didn't even ask permission. I just did it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's not too preachy. Mm -mm, not at all. Not too uh, polite either. Not, not too polite. <laughs> how, how, uh, let me ask this question. Uh, you said you never know what the kids are gonna say. It's mm -hmm. kind of like the TV show. Um, kids say the darndest things, right? Mm -hmm. Can you recall one of the things that one of the kids may have said that just really caught you by surprise? Oh, man, I've been doing this for a while. So um, just their understanding. I know one of the, just kind of one of the hardest things to teach maybe was um, the Trinity. Mm -hmm. How to explain the Trinity to um, to children, um, which was cool. Um did that, and then another thing was the story of Joseph. Okay. And um, and his story about you know Potiphar's wife and things like that. Yeah, can you and, explain that to a child? <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> going through it, it's been done. I've been with a great team um, yeah. previously, and so um, so collaboration and where we're going, and um, so that I, that was probably like the toughest thing to under for them to understand or uh, to explain to them. But you don't have to go into the details of that but just you know Potiphar's wife lied <laughs> not to say what she, yeah, lied, what she about. lied about huh? yeah, but, he was you know. trying to he was trying to she was trying to get and, Joseph and Joseph was like yeah he just lied she wanted Joseph to do something and he didn't and she said he did that's all that's well, all what he lie about he was lying on him lying on him lying all lying is sin all lying all lying, sin. You got to leave it there on that story with two down. or three year olds. Yeah. I remember you coming home telling me one time you all were talking about Noah's, Noah's ark. Mm -hmm. and, and one of the kids was like, well, did they have ducks on the ark? Because ducks can swim. No, that was your son oh, on the way to school. That was my child that was, that on the way to school? Yeah. Why him. did Noah put ducks on the ark? If ducks can swim. That was my child. That was, yeah. Let's, let's move on from that. Yeah, let's, let's, yeah, let's move let's, on. Let's move on from that. Right um, let, let me ask you this. What do you believe drives you 
as it relates to the stuff that you've done and that you're doing in kingdom work or even working with children in general? Because even though it's not always work at the local church, because mm-hmm. we're believers, we bring what we have to wherever we go, right? Mm-hmm. We are the church. So what, do you, what really drives you or what really motivates you or moves you? What's your why? Um, just, I think, my own relationship with Christ and then wanting someone to experience the, the satisfaction of the fulfillment that, um, that I felt and to realize that even at an early age, mm-hmm. children can feel the excitement about Christ and to, they have feelings, they are people and so and they worship at the purest form. Right, they know? do, they and do. So, um, they so do. that's cool to me to see that and to see how um, they develop over time. I, I, I think um, that, that's fantastic. Um, for any preachers that may be listening to this, and you probably agree with me, that it's probably harder to prepare to teach and preach to young people, mm-hmm. two, three, four-year-olds. Like, I can remember times in children's church, I'm trying to ex- you know, explain the Lord's Supper and mm-hmm. said the the bread represents its body, and they're like, "Oh God, no! Yeah, they don't want to eat, eat his body. I don't want to drink his blood." You yeah, know, um, and trying to find a way to get them to understand it. Oh, we're talking about symbolism, right? But um, you know, adults have the cognitive ability to understand and wrap wrap their minds around those concepts. Mm-hmm. But children are very literal. Yes. Like when you say stuff like, "Allow Jesus into your heart," some little kid is like, well, "He's not gonna fit." Right. <laughs> He's or- they have no reference. Like, they they don't have a reference that maybe uh, adults have. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it makes it a little more challenging. But, um, hey, that's it. The When you can get through the, ch- the challenge, uh, it makes your understanding of the word stronger yeah. and deeper. Indeed. Indeed. So it, Indeed. It's, it's okay. I, I have to invite This segment that I love is one of my favorite segments. It is called, I Am Vexed. But spirit? Just vexed in, dear, in general. It can be okay. in your spirit, but I'm vexed in general. Okay. So it can be in my spirit and on my forearm, but I'm vexed in general. So do you have anything? I know I have one, but do you have something that vexes you? And if you do, you have to start off by saying, I am vexed. I am vexed? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Let me tell you. I am vexed. All right. What were you vexed about? When I drive to the bank and go to the ATM. Mm-hmm. And I like to practice ATM etiquette. AT, right. ATM etiquette. ATM etiquette. Okay. You need to know it. You can't just run up on people at the ATM. You like park all up on them because then they think you, you know, trying to look at their little code and everything, right? Right. So I try to give space. Okay. I give space enough space where they know I'm not looking, and then enough space, you know, where if they jump out, I have enough time to decipher what's going on. Right. I don't want to have to send them to the Lord. Amen. Right. Right. So, right. now when I have that space, I'm not saving your spot in line for you to come and cut in front of me. That's that's not good etiquette. That is not. That's not. I'm, I'm not saving. That, so that is not good etiquette. That, that vexes me. That, I am vexed. That they will not honor. My space. Your space. This is, this is not me in the ATM line trying to figure out what I'm about to do when I yeah. get there. This is me respecting the person in front of me, and then you take it upon yourself to skip. To skip. I hate skipping. Like I'm doing that. I hate skipping. No, we don't skip. No, I don't like skipping. Even at the lunch line. So what I do? Okay. Yeah. How do you How do you respond? When they skip me, I let them skip. 
And when they go in, but they, as soon as they drive up, I blow the horn the whole time. <laughs> That's Lord, that ain't too preachy. Amen. That ain't. That ain't. And... <laughs> Amen. Pray for me, saints. Pray for me. Amen. We supposed to talk about the Lord out there. Skip me again. Here. <laughs> I'm vexed, but I'm not vexed after that. Yeah, not after you lay on that horn. And... Let, let, let's go ahead and hop into the word. You can, can you stick around and we discuss the word a little bit? Yeah, I ain't got nowhere to go. It's that man. Hey, yeah, we're on quarantine. So, so last week uh, we talked about Palm Sunday, and absolutely, mm -hmm. Palm Sunday was a very uh, exciting time um, uh, with the triumphal entry of the Lord and all of the moving pieces. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but kids, the most exciting moment up until this point for all of Christianity is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, on Sunday, we're going to be celebrating the resurrection. Friday is Good Friday, um, and Saturday was very quiet. Um, mm -hmm. So he rode into the city to do exactly what he was born to do. Right. So what I would like to do is walk through some of the scenes. I'm not going to take time to read through uh, scripture tonight because the death, burial, and resurrection cuts across all four Gospels. Yeah. So what I want to do, if you all don't mind, is we're going to visit a few scenes and, and talk about them a little bit, paint the picture a little bit, and then, um, and then we'll end for tonight because I've already had a lot of fun with you. Have you? I'm so glad that, you know, when this is over. I'm maybe we'll... so glad he died for me. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's actually a song. Jesus. <clears throat> all right, all right. Amen. So, Amen. let's let's talk about the Last Supper. Yeah. Um, yeah. First Sunday, we a, a lot of churches celebrate the Lord's Supper, or if you call it communion. Uh, but at this point, this the interesting thing here is Jesus before they ate, washed the disciples' feet. Yeah. He washed the disciples' feet as an example of what service looks like, mm -hmm. right? Before they actually uh, celebrated the Passover meal. Uh, I, I thought that to be interesting because all 12 disciples are there, but there are two in the crowd where some funny business is going to happen. Right. You got Peter, who's going to end up denying Jesus, and we're going to talk about that a little bit. But then you got Judas, who is the one that is going to betray Jesus, and Jesus still washes His feet. all 12 of their feet. Mm -hmm. What do you think about feet washing? Lord, oof. Okay, okay. You know, I, first of all, I have a foot phobia, but <laughs> but okay. So I think that um, it's real symbolic. A, a couple things: uh, washing the feet <clears throat> to me, literally, that's the lowest. Literally, it's at the, it's at the bottom. Literally. Um, but to wash somebody's feet is to be so humble, or. So, you know, showing, and it's not necessarily respect. And I don't know if he wanted to do it. Like, you know, I really just want to wash their feet, mm -hmm. especially when he got to Peter and Judas. But um, a lot of times, I think for me, as I look at that, I'm like, man, you know, sometimes we sit at the table with the very people that are going to betray us. But that doesn't exempt us 
um, or we don't have to, we still, it doesn't allow us to still act the fool, even though, like he knew, <laughs> right. was, but he it could. doesn't allow, even though you sit at the table sometimes and you um, know who's um, backbiting, who's gossiping or whatever, right. it still doesn't give you the free-for-all to, you know, cut them up. Right, right, right. Because Jesus could have done that. Right. He, he knows. But again, in that, in that, when he washed their feet, he says, I do this as an example for you. Even though uh, no servant is greater than his master, but if I don't wash your feet, you don't have no part with me. Right. Like, and, that's, and this is on his, on his way to his death. Okay. Um, so they ate the supper, and this is where he institutes uh, what we celebrate as the Lord's Supper. Right. Um, it was the Passover, what they're celebrating. This is the, the, the hallmark uh, for Hebrew history, mm-hmm. where they celebrate being liberated from Egyptian bondage, right? Mm-hmm. And so the bread is broken as his body, the the, the wine is uh, passed around, and, and they drink it all yes. as his blood, the wine. Yes. Depending on where you go, yes. that means different. It could be grape juice for some churches. Yes, anyway, <laughs> and then he dismisses Judas. Hey, go ahead and do your thing. Mm-hmm. Everybody wondering who's going to be the one. He, he shows himself to be the one. Jesus says, all right, go do your thing. Mm-hmm. And then they leave and head toward the garden, uh, the, the garden of Gethsemane the Mount, in the Mount of Olives. And on the way out, they're singing a hymn. As they say, they sung it. And that's what I, I love about the old church where I came from is at the end of the Lord's Supper, a pastor used to say, and they sung a hymn and they went out. That's what, that's what it says. I, I wonder what. How many Judas is walking out the church? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> that, that, just, just remind, I, I, how, see, they hit me. That's not too preach. That's not real preaching. But that's that's a good look. Yeah. That's I'm, a good look. So they sung a hymn and went out. And now uh, he's in the garden and uh, Jesus goes away to pray. But he separates the inner circle, Peter, James, and John. Mm-hmm. And he says, y'all watch while I go yonder and pray. Mm-hmm. And so the Bible records in, a, in the gospel that Jesus prayed so hard that his sweat fell like drops of blood in the kind of anguish uh, that he was in, right. in this prayer time. And the prayer was so intense because in the prayer, he says these words, if it be possible, mm-hmm. let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Right. He comes back and he's like, man, y'all wake up, y'all sleep. Mm-hmm. And he goes back and prays prayer. And he goes back and forth with that three times. Right. And then he comes back the third time. He said, don't worry about it. Look yonder, the betrayer is coming and all this, all the people are uh, coming with him. Mm-hmm. Here's a person you like, Peter. Bam! That yep, yep. <laughs> Peter sees the people coming because he's like, Lord, yeah, he ain't do it yet. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll, but anyway, I'm, he I'm sees the people coming and they're coming to arrest Jesus. And Peter pulls out his sword and you heard me. Just not no, no, no not, I did. I can't. Okay, huh? I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't. Can't hear you no. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so he he goes out. Mm-hmm. Cuts the ear and Jesus heals that guy, and then he relents to the arrest. Okay, mm-hmm. and and that's that's kind of that's kind of that's kind of where we are. But one of the things that I always uh, I notice or pick out is is uh the cup, right? Like what's 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 in the cup? Because our salvation in that moment hangs in the balance of Jesus in his human pain, making sure he does the divine will of God. Right. Right, right, right. Okay. That's good. Yeah. And the cup is the suffering that he's about to endure. Okay. So he's uh, he's in the garden. He's betrayed. Judas comes and points him out and says, yeah, that's him. In one gospel, he's like, 
women. Oh, I'm scared. No, that's that's what happened. That's what that's what that's how. All right, I'm sorry. Come back. Come back. Yes, Judas betrayed Jesus with a kiss. All right, and so now they have that's a trip. That's a that's a trip. Kissing. Okay, I'm sorry. That is. Okay, so so y'all y'all still tracking with us? We just walking down. Hey, you better watch you. You better watch you. You let in your personal space. You better watch who you affectionate with who's showing to trying to show you some love mm. you better watch it yeah keep your eyes open keep your eyes open okay keep your eyes open all right so he's, he's betrayed with a kiss uh with a kiss now he is arrested and he is going to trial and he's going between uh the high priest the courts herod potiphar back and forth and they all have one similar tune every trial that he went to all say this i find no Fault in him. Right. Right. Um, but the people keep saying, what? Crucify. Yeah. We want him dead. Didn't they say something like crucify? Yeah. Was it a word, though? No, they said They crucify. just said crucify. Yeah. I thought it was another word mm -mm. that they used. The interesting thing is... My bad. It could have been some of the same people in the crowd that were saying, Hosanna. Yeah, yeah. Could have yeah. been some of the same people. And so, you got a mob mentality... Uh, going on, well, what, like, do you, do you have any thoughts? Or what do you think about this this scene that he's in this trial with these felonious charges mm -hmm. um, and and these people? And this is the crazy thing: the people said, uh, "Crucify him!" Right? Mm -hmm. Pilate was like, "All right, y'all have it y'all way." I washed my hands of it. Pilate's wife was like, "Leave that man alone." I had a bad dream about this. Shoot. Leave that man alone. Mm -hmm. So Pilate was trying to get out of it, but he washed his hands as if that's going to rinse off the guilt of, of, of uh, executing an innocent man. And so he was like, all right, how about this? I got to give y'all somebody. You want Barabbas or you want Jesus? They're like, give us Barabbas. We ain't going to kill him. Now, Barabbas is a murderer. But this is what the people said. The people said, let this blood be on us and our children. Potiphar washed his hands and said, this blood is not on me, it's on y'all. They were like, cool with it. It's on us and our children. Like, what, what, do you think, what do you think about that? It's serious. Hmm. I mean, I, I, mean I, I, don't really, I don't really think, like, oh my gosh, this is some great thing. But the only thing I can say is you have to be careful on what you're doing. Because what you're doing can affect your children. Right. And so we get in this <clears throat> age, um, we get, even like right now with this corona thing, and we are ignoring social distancing and things like that. But what we're doing today can affect our children. Right, absolutely. Tomorrow. What when we, and I'm not going to make this a political show, but what we did back in the last presidential vote is affecting my children today. Absolutely, and, and every, but even every election, every election, every election every has election. affected both local and national. Have affected what happens to the next generation. Yeah, so it's not just about oh, I'm not gonna vote because I'm not gonna make a difference. It's not gonna make a difference. It's gonna make a difference tomorrow, right? Or the next in the next in the right. next or whatever. I, I think that's a very, I think that's a very good point. And now, okay, so they pronounce a crucifixion on him, and now he is headed up um, to uh, the hill called Calvary. Or if you look in uh, others, it's uh, the, the hill of the skull called Golgotha. Golgotha. Uh, the interesting thing is on his way, uh, one of the Gospels records that uh, they gave a cross to another man who was there. His name was Simon of Cyrene. Mm -hmm. uh, Cyrene is North African, so I just wanted to put that in there. 
that you know that we're not strangers to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, in any event, um, but now they they nailed him to the cross. They they beat him. They scourged him. They whipped him. And now he is hanging on the cross. And many of you may some of you may not know that the cross is one of the most heinous ways to execute somebody. You have nails in hand, nails in feet. Typically, the person is naked. They've already beat him, um, bloody and senseless. And now he's up there being exposed for everybody to see, sitting in between uh, two thieves. Picture this gory scene. This gory scene. Right. This man that helped so many people, right. who the the judges say they find no fault in him. Yet the hate for this man drove them to get him up on this cross for everybody to see. Mm. All right. Now he's up there and. Throughout the four Gospels, there's about seven sayings that Jesus says while he's actually nailed on the cross. But I wanted to visit two, which really hit home for me. Um, one of them is, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's a strong thing, especially when we think about uh, the people that may have done us wrong or uh, mistreated us when we, there was no fault in our action. Mm-hmm. And it's hard but it's still a fact that Jesus, in the worst moment in human history, can still say, Father, forgive them because they're stupid. Yeah. Ignorant. Ignorant. They, they had no idea no. that they were crucifying the fairest that the land had ever seen. That what they were doing was actually satisfying the penalty for the sin that they're committing in the moment. Right, right. Isn't that crazy? That's, that's, the cold, that's the cold part. That what you're doing is if you believe it after you do it. I'm already paying for what you're doing to me. I'm, right I'm already paying for what you're doing to me right now. Father, forgive them for they know not. We can, we can right. ride them. How, how, about, um, um, how about this saying that really stuck out to me? And this is, this is a strong one. It is finished. That the penalty that needed to be paid has been paid. And, that, you know, that's interesting to me that he would say that. And that was on Friday. That was on Friday. He's, it's finished on Friday. Mm. But he doesn't Duh. He doesn't get on up until early Sunday morning. Wait, we ain't, can't go early oh. Sunday morning already. We just talking about bad, didn't he die? 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 If, you, if you go to a, a church, not a church, right. if you go to a church, then your preacher will probably say he died. And then ask, didn't, didn't he die? Yeah. And yeah, d- yeah. depending on where you go, it determines how it's spelled. D-I-D-N apostrophe T, didn't he? Right. Or D-I-T-N-Y, didn't, didn't he? Didn't he? Didn't he die? That's against my speech. Pathology. That's against your speech pathology. That's expertise. Yeah. Okay. But it's still it, not it too preachy, it. though. No, I didn't mean too preachy. Okay. So, look look at, uh, once, once he says, it is finished, and he gives up the ghost, then things start to happen. Mm-hmm. Darkness was on the land for for three hours while he was on the cross. So the, the right. so the the earth is shaking. So elements of nature are suffering fits. Um, when he gives up the ghost, the veil is ripped from top to bottom. Um, dead men are walking in the street. I mean, this this is something else. Now watch this. No disciples around. People. John is kind of close because he actually mentions John in John's gospel. John's kind of close, but the rest of them. Didn't he tell John to take care of his mama? Or he did. He said, uh, uh, "Son, behold your mother. Mother, behold your son." Mm-hmm. He did. And you would think that is hopeless. Right. 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 But again, if you go to a church, C H U C H. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then somebody would say, "But 
bright early, bright early Sunday, night. Sunday morning. But here's here's the 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 funny thing. Well, not funny in like laughter, but something to consider that I think is very important. Everybody, you know, so focuses on Resurrection Sunday, and that's cool. I mean, that's that's a big thing, mm -hmm. I, and I think that's that's a great, you know, not to take away from Resurrection Sunday, but really. To appreciate what happened Sunday morning, mm -hmm. you really have to understand Friday. The agony. And Saturday. Yeah. But to really appreciate what's going on Sunday morning. I don't think you can really appreciate the gospel and what Jesus did for us until you really look at, um, you, I mean, like the serious things that went on Friday and right. Saturday. So that's why I really think that Friday and Saturday are so important. Maybe not as important, but it's really important to know what happened. And you cannot just fully, fully just embrace Sunday. Without. When you don't know what happened on Friday. And, and, and that's a good word because, of course, we want to rush to... Yeah, but everybody want to wear their Easter dress. Yeah. But then you all, you, hey. What about your Friday cross? Yeah, or what about your Friday hairdo? Everybody, everybody looking oh, good wow. on Sunday. Oh, wow, Friday hairdo. Yeah. yeah. That's, a Friday, cross, that's a cross to bear. Yeah, oh, <laughs> cross to bear. You know, you got your rollers in on Friday and all day oh. Saturday. <laughs> bright early Sunday bright morning. Bright early Sunday morning. Baby, I'm coming out looking fresh <laughs> up at this cap. That ain't, that ain't, even, that ain't, okay, that ain't the resurrection. I'm sorry. And so, I'm resurrection sorry. morning. <laughs> Bright early, the women run to the tomb because they want to finish embalming Jesus right. because they couldn't do it on Saturday. It was a Sabbath. So mm -hmm. it's so bad. It's so much uncertainty, but they want to go and pay proper respects to his body. Right? That's what they want to do. Mm -hmm. But the women go, the men are hiding. And, and, I, and, I, and I love that because there is on display women doing what women do, and that's always being in place, standing the gap, being strong when, when sometimes men are not in place. Right. And I know why the men weren't there. They're scared for their lives, too. Yeah. But the women did not matter. That didn't matter to them. It seemed. They said, we're going to go and we're going to properly anoint Jesus' body uh, as he lay there. But when they got there, they got a surprise. Man. The stone was rolled away. Mm -hmm. And then the angel was there like, you coming, seeking the living amongst the dead. He's not here. He's risen. Just like he said. Here's one of my favorite lines. Come see where he lay. And that's good news, man. That's good news. Yeah. Because... In that moment, from Friday to Sunday, Jesus conquered death, hell, and the grave. Yeah, yeah. Which gives us the ability, for those of us who believe in him, to do the very same thing because of what he did. And then giving us right access back to the Father. Right. And that's what it's all about. It's about the redemption of mankind into the arms and into right standing with the Lord God. Mm -hmm. Through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, I mean... If there's anything to take, and I, I want to give you guys this, um, like she said, you can't experience Sunday without Friday. Yeah. But it may seem like Friday lasts so long, but I good, I got good news for you. Trouble don't last always. Trouble the, don't last. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Trouble don't last always. That's it. Okay. And uh, boom, that's my that's my choir thing right there. Uh, yeah. I'm so glad trouble don't last always. In the words of Reverend Dr. S.M. Lockridge, two words today. Sunday's coming. Yeah. I'm so glad you were here. 
If y'all saw that, that's our bowling thing. That's what we do when we do good things in bowling. Um, but tune in next week as we continue our journey um, through the resurrection. Next week, we're going to go to the road of Emmaus after Jesus' resurrection. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you. And uh, fellas, if your wife starts talking about buying a tiger, run. Tiger King. Oh, yeah. Peace. Don't let him see my house.